Wow, that party was bear peng last night. Wanna come to a party in my yard? Yeah. Um. Um. Uh. Okay, man. If you don't want to head, catch you later. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. A recent survey of SGI students found that a staggering 91% of non-native speakers have been confused or unsure of what an English person was saying because they were using slang. If you don't want to miss out on the party, search for the Slang Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or head to our website, theslangpodcast.com, where you can listen and learn all the British slang you need. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matt Locke. Oh, you know it. Welcome in. It's Monday. I'm back in the Texas bunker, back to familiar territory. I'm not in a basement with golden retrievers. They're not fighting. I'm back in the saddle again, baby, and welcome in the Matlock Show. Oh, you know, a lot has happened over the weekend, of course, so we're going to get to all of that as uh, we we cover this hour. I'm glad to, I'll tell you, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back home. Now, if any of you know, I was in Indiana last week. I had to go to court. That was very good, by the way, and I'm going to leave it at that so I don't jinx it. But, you know, it turned out a lot better than I thought it would. And I've had a lot of struggles with that. And I'm at the end of that struggle, which is fantastic. So it turned into a really good visit to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And as all visits happen, I haven't been home in almost two years. Everybody wanted to see me. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I'm humbled. I'm humbled at the hospitality. You know, I love all of them. I mean, they're all great people. Um, from Ryan and Angie putting me up to my best friend to the guys I went to college with till I played baseball with, uh, till I played simulator golf with. I mean, I ended up for like five days at a different bar every day drinking until way, 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 way too late. So I got home yesterday and I died. I mean, I literally crashed between jet lag, drinking, and seeing all your friends all week. It was it was a great visit. So thank you, everybody. Fort Wayne, Indiana. I certainly appreciate it. Um, had a great time, but I'm back. I'm back. And a uh, little programming note, I'm in Monroe, Louisiana tomorrow, Wednesday, and a little bit of Thursday. The Trump rally is coming to Monroe, Louisiana, the home of uh, the Duck Dynasty boys. So I'm going to be over there. Um, there will be a podcast tomorrow. And, well, there's going to be a podcast every day. Let me just say that. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll be in Monroe Wednesday, driving back Thursday. It's only 300 miles from here, so I'm going to pop it out in the car. It's like four hours. No big deal. But uh, I may pre-record. I, I probably will pre-record Wednesday, and I'm probably going to drop Thursdays later because I have to drive back here. I have to drive back. I should be back on Thursday around 12, 1 o'clock. Um, you may not see that podcast to like 5 on Thursday night. It may be an hour late, but I'll get it to you. So there's going to be one pre-record. Wednesday will be a pre-record. I'll probably do it tomorrow and uh, be done with that. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a programming note there. Hey, do me a great big favor. Um, head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Patriot Mobile. 
Facebook.com forward slash Matt. They're doing great things. Love those guys over there doing fantastic things. Um, that's my link for them. They're, they're taking your money. What, what I like about Patriot Mobile, let me just be honest with you, they take a little bit of that money and they give it to conservative causes. You know, you're not, you're not paying big mobile to uh, give their money to Planned Parenthood, to give them to the open borders crowd. You're actually, your money is going to organizations you agree with, that you like. That's a good thing. Plus, you get a great cell phone and a great cell phone plan. So head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. And I think they'll waive a couple of activation fees. All kinds of things you'll get there. You have to go check it out. Patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. All right. A lot of things. A lot of things have happened um, since I was on the air on Friday. Um, Francis decided he was going to call it quits. Now, I know you're sad. I'm kind of sad. It was kind of fun to make fun of him, really. I mean, if you really think about it, it was kind of fun. I mean, these liberals, they just they can't help themselves. You know, I was talking about this on the television show today on Lock and Load. You got to get over there and check that out. Francis was going to be the next JFK. He was the vanilla Obama. He was popular. He almost took Ted Cruz out down here in Texas. He had California money. He was supposed to be the guy. And he was supposed to be the moderate guy, right? He was going to come in, and he was going to be in the position that we're currently seeing Joe Biden in, supposedly. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, Joe Biden doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, Francis was supposed to be a moderate kind of guy. And he ran as far as he could and as fast as he could left. And, of course, there's no air over there. I mean, there, there, there's no atmosphere there because you've already got Warren and, and Bernie Sanders taking up that part of the Democrat Party. So why? And this just tells you how ridiculous these liberals are, right? I mean, and they're all fake anyway. They're all fake. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Politics is nothing but an orchestrated theatrical procession. Why would you run to the place where you know you couldn't win? And I was reading an article on, I believe, Friday night. And it said that uh, Francis's campaign had raised $17 million and he'd spent 14 of that. Where's the other three? Where did that go? Is that just going to slush fund for him? I mean, is that just his money? So the Democrats gave that knucklehead $17 million. And look, I don't, I really don't care. I mean, it's America. You know, you're free to make the money. But, you know, they use these PACs and they, and they use these platforms to make themselves money. I mean, the dude, his wife's well off. She's an heir to something um, here in Texas. But, you know, People gave that knucklehead $17 million. It's crazy. So he's out. He's out. He's not going to take your AR anymore. But he still tells us that, you know, I'm going to work real hard. I'm going to work really hard to make sure I screw all of you on the right. I mean, that's really what he says, right? So here we are. I mean, <laughs> another one bites the dust. And I said this in the program, the television show today. I'm going to say it now. You're going to see a lot of these bottom dwellers starting to fall off here in probably the next four to six weeks. You know, we had already seen about a couple weeks ago where Cory Booker was begging for money, needed $1.9 million to keep the, the whole deal going kind of stuff. But you've got, honestly, you, you, you've got Biden, Warren, and Sanders, who are the trifecta. You've got Budigay, 
who is kind of making a little run. I mean, he's in that second tier uh, of candidates because you know you look at all these. I, I I talked about this on the on the television show today. I'm not going to talk about it much here on the podcast, but these Democrat polls, you know, the, all of them have that top three that Biden, Sanders, Warren in 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 some some order, right? So you've got kind of that second tier of candidates, a Kamala Harris, a Cory Booker, um, a Buttigieg uh, are in there. Maybe even Klobacher, you might be able to throw her in that second tier. But then you get to that third tier, Castro, Yang, Gabbert, Steyer, um, all these wannabe has-beens, Bennett, if he's still in it, I don't even know. I mean, there's just so many others that you're going to start seeing the bottom feeders, the one percenters. I mean, Francis only had 2% polling. It's all he had. 2% polling. That's it. It, it, You know, you're not going to win anything with 2% polling. I'm looking right now for Democratic candidates. Let's see who we got left here. Um, Who's running? This was, which Democrats? This was three days ago. Let's look here, just for giggles. Um, You still got Biden, Warren, Sanders. Get off there. I don't, don't, yeah. Uh, Boudigay and Harris. So uh, Pete is at 8%. He's on the rise. The crazy thing about this, Pete's number two. In fundraising, $51 million. Bernie Sanders is number one in fundraising at $61 million. And those are individual contributions. So right now, the New York Slimes, as of three hours ago, had Joe Biden at about 26%. And so far, he's raised about $38 million. Elizabeth Warren, they've got at 21%. She's raised about $50 million. You got Bernie Sanders at 14%, and he's raised $61 million. You got Buttigieg at 8%, he's raised $51 million. Kamala Harris is at 4%, she's raised about $36 million. And then here's what I was talking about. Here, here's the drop-off. So after Kamala, so there you go. You've got the top three with Buttigieg and Harris. That's probably going to be the five that go the furthest, right? You got Klobacher at 2%, who's raised about 14 million. You've got Yang at 2%, who's who's raised about 15 million. You've got Gabbard at 2%, that had raised about six and a half million. And you had Francis at 2%, who had raised 17 million. Okay. Now you've got Booker at 1%, who's raised 15 and a half. And then you've got Tom Steyer at less than 1% at 2 million. Julian Castro at less than 1% at $7.5 million. Marianne Williamson at less than 1% at $6 million. Michael Bennett less than 1% at $4.9 million. Steve Bullock at 0% at $4.4 million. John Delaney at 0% at $2.4 billion. Wayne Messman at 0% at $0.1 million. And Joe Sestak at 0% at $0.4 million. Those are all people still running for the Democrat ticket. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's still 17 candidates. 12 of those candidates will be out in the next 30 days. By, let's just say by the second week of December. So let's just say a little over, maybe 45 days. We'll be down to Biden, Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg, and Harris. 
It just looks like that's what it's going to be. Now, you saw Kamala Harris dancing in Iowa somewhere while California is on fire. I mean, that's so ridiculous. It just, when we watch these liberals, it's no wonder they, the Democrat Party, don't highlight them. They're terrible. When we really look at these liberals, they're just terrible. And you notice that here's the thing. If they keep going, this is what cracks me up here because I don't think the the liberals think very much or they don't think ahead. They're so I mean, the Democrat party is so used to getting their way. I mean, they're so used to doing what they want to do. They're so used to getting their way that they don't ever pre-plan ahead. You know what I mean? They don't look forward and say, you know, if this happens, what can I do here? If this happens, what what can I do here? There's no strategy. There's no planning. They just think they're going to win, right? They just think it's going to it's gonna be a cakewalk. It's just going to be, you know, the, the mainstream media will carry their water. Now, no, it's not going to be that case. So they never pre-plan. I mean, California's on fire, literally. And it's sad. California is such a great state. And, of course, Trump took to Twitter and he says, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom, you're a moron. You've done no fire management anything for forest fires. You haven't done anything to help with these forests. You know, you got all these wacko, liberal, climate change idiots out there saying that climate change is why California's on fire. No, California's on fire because it's mismanaged. California is on fire because the governor and everybody else out there in California doesn't want to tackle the problems. You know, you got to have forest, you got to have forest management. Got to have people come in and log it. You got to have people go in and, you know, clean it up, you know, cut some trenches, do some fire breaks. There's a lot of things you can do to minimize wildfires. I mean, remember Smokey the Bear? Remember that old deal? And it's funny because, you know, I saw someone the other day say, we don't see a bunch of forest fires anywhere else. I know. There's a bunch of forests all over this country. You never see the kind of forest fires you see out of California. Why? Because it's mismanaged. And what does Gavin Newsom do? Well, President Trump, you don't get to speak because you're a, you're a science change denier. Well, Gavin, you're a moron. Why are you even speaking? Kind of stuff, right? So when, when you look at the Democrat Party, my whole point is when you look at this stuff, when you start taking into account what the Democrats do, they just don't have a clue. They really just don't. And they don't live in the same world you and I do. I mean, you got Kamala Harris dancing in Iowa. She has no clue what's going on in California and does not care. But you and I pay her to care. You and I pay her to be the senator from California. But they don't do it. And then the media runs out there and carries their water. And here we are. And now here we are. And I'm sitting here watching all this stuff. And I'm telling you, I saw this today. You know, it's so amazing. The left is going to mire themselves down in a impeachment inquiry, which is going to eventually, this is going to require the Senate voting. I mean, I'm telling you right now, the House eventually is going to formally impeach Trump. I don't know if it's going to, here's the thing too. I'm so confused about a lot of this stuff. I mean, you know, I've got my theories. I've got what I think is going to happen. But when I look at stuff, the, the, the Democrats are unpredictable. They don't, like I said, they don't pre-plan for anything they do. 
They're not looking forward in time to figure out what they're going to do. So they're hard to predict, right? But they're telling you that they want to end this inquiry by Thanksgiving and now it may run into Christmas. But I think it runs into 2020. Now, if it runs into the election, what does that do to these senators that are running for president? Because think about it. What did I just tell you? You have Kamala Harris and you have Elizabeth Warren and you have Bernie Sanders who are all senators. They have to go back and vote. Guess who doesn't? Joe Biden. I mean, is the left trying to cook the books here? When you look at this, and I mean, I want you to look at it from a very common sense angle. Are they going to run this impeachment through 2020 so that it gives Joe Biden the best opportunity to win? Because they hate Elizabeth Warren. And if you hate Elizabeth Warren, guess what? You don't like Sanders either because they're the same people. Who gets the benefit of these senators being tied up in, an, in impeachment hearings? One, Joe Biden, and one, Pete Buttigieg. Huh. And what are both of those candidates? Moderates. Do you think the Democrats are cooking the books? I mean, that's a question you have to ask, right? I, I, as I look at this, I, it, this came to me this morning, by the way. As I'm sitting there watching Fox News tell me that now the, I'm going to get to this, the whistleblower, we're going to talk about that a little bit here in, in the hour, that now the transcript that came out between President Trump and the Ukrainian President Zelensky, it's been doctored. It's been edited by the White House. So now the rallying call behind the Democrats is we need to see the true, the true transcript. These people are crazy. They're, they're so crazy. But it came to me this morning. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, these people aren't going to be done with this impeachment inquiry. They're not going to be done with it by Christmas. They're not going to be done with it before the trial. Because if it blows up in their face, which it will, it, it kills them for the 2020 presidential election, right? Because now people look at that and they say, what the hell? You had nothing. Now, we'll, now here's the thing. Will it matter? Because I saw Rocky Stucci said something, I don't know, the other day on Facebook. And, and we're, we're in a time and a place. I, I had this conversation more than once back home in Indiana with all my friends. And look, I'm going to tell you, not all of my friends are conservatives. Okay? I have liberal friends. And I had very respectful conversations with these liberal friends. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but I have several friends that are not conservatives. Right? But we have this little deal. Now, I saw this today. What the mainstream media is not telling you, we have a corruption treaty with Ukraine. And what we know from Ukraine that the mainstream media is not telling you is that Trump asked to look into the corruption of 2016. That's 16, not, not, not 20. He's not going after this election. He's going after the corruption because we know Ukraine was helping 
Hillary Clinton. So when you start looking at this, you got Francis, you know, getting ready. He pulled out of the race. You got all these bottom feeders I told you about. Now, what does Fox News do? A Fox News poll shows failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is two points ahead of President Trump nationally in a theoretical matchup. For those of you in Flint, Indiana, and for those of you that follow me on Facebook or my Instagram account, you saw the sign. Theoretical means fairy t- fairy tales, fairyland. It's not real. <laughs> but here they are. Here is Fox News out with a poll saying Hillary Clinton leads the president by two. Come on. These people are so ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. They are so easily understood. It's crazy. They hate every candidate they have. They're begging Hillary Clinton to come run. Hell, even Fox News is begging for Hillary to come and run. Now, I saw an article while I was back in Indiana, and Hillary only has like 13 days to get on the ballot for New Hampshire. If she doesn't get on the ballot for New Hampshire, she can't be considered and she can't win that state, which would kill her. I mean, you got to be on every state because they're all going to be close. They were talking about this morning. Well, if Joe Biden doesn't win Iowa, then you got New Hampshire and then you got Nevada and then you got the South. So Joe Biden could be done in the first two states. Joe Biden's already done. I mean, he's not raising any money. He's a moron. You never see him. The dude said he was in Ohio when he was in Iowa. I mean, Eh, there's an O <laughs> and an I in both. I mean, the dude is just, I'm telling you right now, uh, John Nolte came out with an amazing article that I talked about on the television show today. I, I want to discuss that with you here real quick. But before I do that, um, head over to the matlockshow.com. Oh, I'm going to, so it is November 4th. I'm going to get cuddled in this week. Here, here's some programming notes I told you about. I'm in Monroe on Wednesday to cover the Trump rally, and I'm going to get real busy. The newsletter will be out by the weekend, so hang tight there. For those of you who have subscribed to the newsletter, it will be out sometime by the weekend. I'm going to get that done here in the next few days. Um, the Ohio, or the Ohio, the October giveaway, I will announce the winner of that here in the next week. The uh, T-shirt, hat, uh, combat flip-flops, and the coffee I'll be sending that out here in the next couple weeks. So I'll get a hold of the winner. You guys all did well. Thank you so much for that. Um, And on top of all of that, there was something else I was going to say, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. TheMatlockShow.com. You need to go over there. I'm I'm doing an app. That's what I'm doing. Get over to TheMatlockShow.com and hit that Verve Forever link. It's CBD oil. And guys, thank you. I got my I got my commissions back from there. Thank you so much. It's an affiliate program I do. They're amazing and they're doing great work. I mean, they really are. But if you if you're looking at CBD oil, just starting to contemplate whether you want to use it or not, head over to that link on my page, thematlockshow.com. It gives you all the information. It gives you all of the information you need to see if you want to make that commitment. If you do want to make that commitment, please click on that link. If you're a first-time buyer, you can use Verve, V-E-R-V-E, 5-0, and get 50% off your, your first purchase. 
If you're a frequent flyer, like many of you are, Verve 25. Get you 25% off. You can do that today. Got CBD oil. Got CBD cream. There's a bunch of other stuff getting ready to come out. Go check it out. Tell your neighbors, your, you know, your mom, your dad, whatever. It's fantastic, by the way. It's, it's a great price. But you help me. You help me and you help this show. And uh, I like money. So go do it. Verveforever.com. Verve 50. Verve 25. Do it today. All right. So John Nolte. I like John Nolte. I, I read a lot of his stuff over at Breitbart. Here's a headline. 2020 swing state polls show why the media want Trump impeached. <laughs> Around a swing state polling from the far left New York slimes explains why the establishment media are so desperate to see President Trump impeached. Among likely voters, not not registered, not that this just likely, Trump is losing by only two points to quid pro Joe Biden in Florida, Arizona, and Wisconsin. In Pennsylvania and Michigan, old Joe is only up by a single point. Trump leads him in North Carolina by two. I want to put that in perspective for you. Don't ever trust these polls, first off. These are the same people from the New York Slimes that told you Hillary Clinton is going to be the president. Is Hillary, is Hillary president? No. I'm going to get to much more after that. Bernie Sanders only beats Trump in one of those states, Michigan. They are tied in Wisconsin, and Trump beats him in Arizona, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Interesting. And as far as the current Democrat presidential frontrunner, Elizabeth Warren, Trump leads from two to four points in all those states, all of them. Elizabeth Warren doesn't beat Trump in any of those states. So let me put this in perspective for you. This is the New York Slimes. This is fake news. These are the same people who said that Hillary Clinton was going to be president. They have Donald Trump beating the front runner, Elizabeth Warren, in every state. Do you think they're, do you think they're petrified? If that's not scary enough for the media, the latest polling has Trump winning Nevada, a state he lost in 16. Hell, he's been in New Mexico, which he's probably going to win, and he might pick up Minnesota on top of all that. In other words, if Bernie or fake Indian, who is currently the favorite, win the nomination, at least according to these polls, Trump wins the Electoral College and a second term. And for as far as Biden, the great slight white hope, who is considered Trump's most formidable opponent. They're out there again. Who's the most electable? Well, here's why the fake media are terrified and pushing for Trump's impeachment and removal. Now, the media know these four things for certain. Here they are. Number one, polling has historically underestimated Trump's strength by at least 5%, minimum. So you put 5% in all those polls, he's blowing them all out of the water. Secondly, Trump is doing remarkably well in the middle of impeachment hearings, which is a farce, that will almost certainly end with his acquittal and vindication. If not in the House, then in the Senate. Okay, While Biden might have the best shot at stopping Trump, everyone knows that it's only on paper. Biden is a terrible campaigner. We've seen it. I just told you. He said he was in Ohio when he was in Iowa. 
said he was in New Hampshire when he was in Vermont. I mean, this guy is an awful campaigner. The fact that his son looted at least three foreign countries that we know of is a huge liability Trump will exploit to the hilt. And Joe is old. And I don't mean in years, but physically and mentally. And he was not all there. He wasn't really all together as a younger man. Biden wins the nomination. Trump will work that frail old man into the ground during the general election. Trump deliberately and effectively exhausted Hillary Clinton, and he will do it again. And most importantly, Trump is not out campaigning right now. I mean, he's doing these rallies. We're covering them. There's a rally tonight in Lexington, Kentucky for America's Voice News. I'm in Monroe Wednesday. I mean, he's doing a couple rallies a week, but he's not really rallying. He's not really out campaigning. He's just kind of getting people ready, right? He's in Tupelo on Friday. So here's the deal. Not out on the trail talking about his record, his legitimate accomplishments. He's not out contrasting himself with the far-left opponent because he doesn't know who it is and doing what he does best, selling himself, his vision, his ideas, his common sense, his fearlessness, his love of America, his ridiculously appealing battle cry of one man versus a swamp that gave you endless wars, income stagnation, and open borders. The media are especially freaked out because they know history is on Trump's side. Yeah, of course it is. Time and time and time again, when a sitting president runs for office, his polling numbers jump. And that's just a fact. When a president gets himself out of the White House, out behind the Resolute desk, to make his case, to appeal directly to voters in the real world, his standing always improves. There are no exceptions in the modern presidency. Richard Nixon jumped from the mid-50s to 60s while running for re-election in the late 70s, or in the late 1972, in late 1979, Jimmy Carter, who was a terrible president who lost to Ronald Reagan, his approval rating jumped 10 points in the month before he lost to Ronald Reagan. Reagan jumped about 10 points in the month before he was sworn in for a second time in early 85. George H.W. Bush zoomed about 30%, zoomed from 30% to 50% in a matter of a few months before losing to Bill Clinton. Clinton gained at least 10 points in the months before his 96 re-election. And due to the highs he hit in September 11th, George W. Bush is something of an outlier, but the downward spiral that defined his two presidencies bumps up nearly 10 points in his re-election. Barack Obama spiked nearly 10 points in the months leading up to his re-election. Anyone who's following presidential politics knows that campaigns matter, that the incumbent will almost certainly benefit from campaigning, and if Trump is within striking distance of a second term while stuck in the White House and embroiled in the current media and political environment, our corrupt media know their best and maybe only hope is to rig the impeachment process. That's what, they're, that, that's what they've wanted to do for the whole time. I mean, if you think about what the left is currently doing, it's this impeachment process. It's this garbage that is impeachment. They, they, they have to keep doing this deal. They have no other choice. All their old tricks are not working. The Russia collusion hoax collapsed. Practically begging for a recession has failed. Releasing the same scary look in national polls that failed in 16 only make us laugh. Freaking out over every little thing Trump does is only backfired to a point where no one outside of D.C. sees impeachment as anything unique or special. The media has failed entirely at separating Trump from his base. That's what they're trying to do. They have to separate Trump from his base. And no amount of shrieking about protecting norms and screaming Nazi can change the fact that Trump is doing an amazing job. 
And here's the other thing. Nothing that's happening today matters. Not impeachment. Not Ukraine. Nothing. So it's all theater. If Trump holds on to his base, which he will, and the GDP numbers for the first three quarters of 19 are solid, chances are much better than not that he wins another four years and will deserve to win another four years. The only way Trump loses is if 20 Republican senators um, end up impeaching President Trump because they've gotten some kind of backing or something went on that's crazy. Only way. It's the only way Trump does not win. And they all know it. I mean, all of this frivolity, all of this theater, all of this crap that you are seeing is nothing more than politics playing out in front of you because the left hates their candidates. They hate them. And now as we watch this thing, here's the question I have. There's an article from Fox News. Representative Jordan rejects whistleblower's offer to provide written answers to the GOP. So I want you to think about this. We've got this whistleblower who may be Eric Siramala, Siramala, Silamila, whatever the hell his name is, Sira something or other. We've got this whistleblower who has come out and said, you know, I've got secondhand information on President Trump about this call with the Ukrainian president, and I just feel so bad and i got to let it out there. So responding to a torrent of complaints from Republicans that the impeachment inquiry against President Trump is secretive and one-sided, which it is, a lawyer for the anonymous whistleblower who raised alarms about the president's dealings with Ukraine said Sunday his client is willing to answer written questions submitted by the House Republicans. What you to, I want you to think about, I mean, these people think you and I are stupid. They must, right? Because the whistleblower started all of this. Trump releases the transcript and says, no, 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 it, it, that's not the case. It's not even close to the case. Here's the transcript. Here's what's going on. Here's the truth. Here's what was said. Shut your pie holes, right? And the left's like, oh, the whistleblower, the whistleblower. And then the whistleblower left because we found out the whistleblower worked with Biden. We found out that the whistleblower worked with Schiff. We found out this is a great big hoax and that this is all put on and that this is guy's a lackey and a holdover. He knows John Brennan. He's a deep state operative. Yeah, there's no deep state. Shut the hell up. And here we are, this Saramella guy, right? Supposedly. We've heard no reason not to believe that. But in all of this, the left came out last week and said, well, the 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 whole Ukrainian deal is evolving. It's not just the whistleblower, and we don't really need the whistleblower. The whistleblower is what got all this started. I mean, Jim Jordan, <laughs> House Oversight Committee ranking member, he says, you know, wait a minute. He rejected the offer from the whistleblower attorney, and he said, written answers will not provide a sufficient opportunity to probe all the relevant facts and cross-examine the so-called whistleblower. And here is the key. I want to talk about this for a few minutes because this is exactly right. Jordan says, you don't get to ignite an impeachment effort and never account for your actions in role in orchestrating it. 
Hell no. I mean, here, I mean, let, let's, let's take that into consideration for a minute. The whistleblower is the very reason the impeachment inquiry happened. And now, as the whistleblower, you're like, <laughs> you know, I really don't want to testify. Um, what? But this is the left. This is how the Democrat Party operates. They throw out these wild accusations hoping the media picks it up, which they do. The mainstream, lamestream media picks up their water and they run with it. And then the left's like, no, 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 I don't want to be held accountable for that. I mean, I said it, I got it all started, but now I'm done. I mean, I don't I want to go any further. I mean, I light, I lit the fuse. I'm done. I mean, you, you can use that and I don't know. I'm scared for my life. I said this on the television show today. It's not like the Republicans are going to kill the whistleblower. You know what I mean? We're not out voxing Trump support, doxing, voxing. We're not doxing Trump supporters in Houston, you know, like Castro did. We're not out doing the things to Andy No, like Antifa did. I mean, we're not those people. The whistleblower has zero to worry about with conservatives. Zero. But yet he's not going to come out and testify because he has nothing. He has nothing. So the next, the next ploy is this Vindman character, this, this Vindman dude. You know, he, he was born in Ukraine. He's saying, I mean, this, this is so ridiculous. I almost can't believe anything you hear anymore on the mainstream media, even out of Fox News. It's from Fox this morning. They're now saying that the transcript that was transcribed, mind you, I want you to think of the idiocy that goes along with this, right? The, the, the transcript of the conversation of Trump and the Ukrainian president Zelensky. It's been doctored. That's what they're saying on Fox this morning. That, that Vindman has come out and said there were parts taken out and parts put in and it was doctored after the fact. That's why they threw it in the secretive server. That's why they did all this stuff. That's what's going on today. It's all doctored. Are you kidding? I mean, seriously, are you kidding? It's doctored. This is, is your defense. This is what you have. Now, mind you, Mind you, this was transcribed by four different intelligence agents who, whose only job was to type the words that both of those men said. That's it. And then they all went back afterwards and they compared notes and looked into what was going on and, and all of that stuff, right? What did he say? What do you have? What do I have? And all that stuff. Then they released the transcripts. Vindman is now saying those were doctored. So I want you to think about that for a second. So now the whistleblower comes back into play because supposedly the whistleblower knows what's in the, the phone conversation but didn't have firsthand knowledge of it. It's amazing. This is amazing. I'm offended that we are constantly lied to. Seriously. I am offended that I am constantly lied to by the media. I'm offended by it.
I'm sick of it. You know, I talk to people up on Capitol Hill, and I get a completely different story than anything you hear out of the news. You get completely different numbers than anything you hear out of a poll. You get completely different narrative than anything you hear out of the media, and you have to ask yourself, when do we stop trusting the media, period? Period. I'm so tired of it. And now, as I talk about this, the Dems now have released their first impeachment probe transcripts from closed-door interviews. How do we know they're real? Knowing what we know right now, how do we know they're real? I'm going to take a real quick break here. Do me a great big favor. I'm drinking my Scars and Stripes coffee this morning. I'm back in the bunker. Hell yes. little downrange. Oh, I missed it. I missed that coffee over the last six days. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com, S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. You can empower a veteran. It's an amazing deal going on over there. So Chad, the owner, they're up there in Oklahoma City. They've created this e-commerce platform to sell coffee. The coffee, amazing. They've been in business now for a year. But what they're doing, which I find, I, I love this, they're empowering veterans they're allowing veterans, and only veterans, mind you, it's going to be an all-veteran workforce, to actually use their e-commerce platform to go out and sell their coffee, sell their merchandise, whatever it is they have on their, on their platform, on their, on their website. It's amazing. And then these folks get paid. These, these veterans get paid to sell that, and they become entrepreneurs. And they get put in small groups. They get to work together. They get to have a mission, and you get great coffee. And all the while, you help veterans because that's what we do here at the Matlock Show. We love our veterans. Savethebrave.org, proud ambassador of that, same thing. We love our veterans. So if you do me a great big favor, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Order yours today. It's fantastic. It's great coffee. You will not be disappointed. But what you're really doing, you're giving veterans your money. I mean, it's charity on top of fantastic coffee. How can you go wrong? Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Tell them the Matlock Show sent you. Do it right after the show, okay? All right. Got about 15 minutes here left. Can't believe that already on a Monday afternoon. Um, the Dems, they've released the first impeachment probe transcripts from these closed door interview. So closed doors, we don't know what's happened behind them. Do we even know if the transcripts are even correct? But the House Democrats leading the Trump impeachment inquiry publicly released the first transcripts from these closed door interviews today, airing concerns from witnesses about the activities of President Trump's associates related to Ukraine amid an outcry from Republicans that proceedings are being conducted in private. Now, the panels released testimonies from former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yanovich, and Michael McKinley, a former senior advisor to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Both have appeared on Capitol Hill for testimony as part of the inquiry. Now, if you remember McKinley, he had a little axe to grind with Pompeo. He's a scumbag, but here we are. Among revelations in the transcripts, Yanovich testified that Ukraine told her about Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani's campaign to oust her. Yoyanovich was pushed out of her job in May on Trump's orders. Doesn't matter. Trump can hire and fire whoever the hell he wants. I mean, you look at the, I almost called her a nasty name. You look at the lady, she looks like she'd be a holdover from the Obama administration. She looks nasty. Well, anyway. Yoyanovich said she learned from Ukrainian officials last November or December, she didn't know which, that Giuliani, 
the president's personal lawyer, was in touch with Ukraine's former top prosecutor, Yuri Lutsenko. And they had, and that they had plans and that they were going to, you know, do things, including me, including to me. They were going to do things. She says, basically, it was people in the Ukrainian government who said that Mr. Lutsenko, the former prosecutor general, was in communication with Mayor Giuliani. So McKinley, meanwhile, said in his deposition that part of the reason he resigned was he was a witness to State Department officials trying to dig up dirt on the president's opponents, something he hadn't seen in 37 years in the Foreign Service. Quote, to see the emerging information on the engagement of our missions to procure negative political information for domestic purposes, combined with the failure I saw in the building to provide support for our professional cadre in a particularly trying time, I think the combination was a pretty good reason to decide I had no longer a useful role to play. <laughs> oh, my God. So what McKinley's saying is, is that Pompeo was using the State Department to dig up information on the president's opponents. But they weren't using that with Hillary Clinton or John Brennan or Clapper or any of these other idiots, McCabe, Comey. I mean, it's crazy. Or Strzok or Page or the thruple going on or any of that. I mean, these people are just incorrigible. It's so amazing. So damn amazing. Um, the interviews were released by Adam Schifferbrains of the Intelligence Committee, Rep. Elliot Engel of the Foreign Affairs Committee, and Karen Maloney of the Oversight and Reform Committee. You notice whose committee's not in there? The Judiciary Committee, where all impeachment inquiries should run through, or formal proceedings. It just doesn't. In a statement, the three Democrats said, as we move towards this new public phase of the impeachment inquiry, the American public will begin to see for themselves the evidence that the committees have collected. With each new interview, we learn more about the president's attempts to manipulate the levers of power to his personal political benefit. You know who manipulated the levers of power? One Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, we know it. We're going to find it out. All right. We've got this IG report that is supposed to be out anytime. Supposed to be out in June. Michael Horowitz, this whole deal. I mean, we were supposed to find this out. I'm going to tell you, I don't think there's going to be a bombshell in the IG report. You know, um, Eric Holder came out about three or four weeks ago, and he was talking about the IG report, and he seemed very confident, and he, and he discussed it several times, and it makes me believe that nothing is going to come from the IG report. Now, John Durham's investigation could be a whole lot different. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, House Republicans have called on Democrats to release the full transcripts. So we're not getting the full transcripts, would be my guess. Now, they're telling, and that's another little gem here, because we're now hearing, like I said, that this transcript of Trump's call with Zelensky isn't the full transcript. It's been doctored. And now we're hearing we don't have the full transcripts here either. It's all parlor tricks. Quote, the selective leaking in which the House Intelligence Committees have been engaged, must end immediately, and the full and complete record must be provided for the American people to see. Representative from Wyoming, Liz Cheney, member of the House GOP leadership, wrote in a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi last week. So in her testimony, Yovanovitch also told investigators she was not disloyal to the president. 
Quote, I've heard the allegation in the media that I supposedly told our embassy team to ignore the president's orders since he was going to be impeached. That allegation is false. I never said such a thing to an embassy a colleague or anyone else. She was fired by what we know. And I, and I, I said this in a TV show. I'm going to say it again. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Glenn Beck talk about this Ukraine deal, you should. Go look up Ukraine and Glenn Beck. He spends about 55 minutes doing this. And we know from correspondence, emails, and whatnot that Yovanovitch was telling Ukraine to – she wasn't allowing the information from the United States to Ukraine. She was intentionally blocking it. Now, she's saying that, you know, she didn't tell the MC team to ignore the president's orders, but you weren't allowing information to flow through. Now, Yovanovitch was recalled from Kiev – as Giuliani pressed Ukrainian officials to investigate corruption allegations against Democrat Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Speaking to reporters at the Capitol, Schiff said Democrats will release more transcripts, including from U.S. Ambassador to European Union Gordon Sondland and former U.S. envoy to Ukraine Kurt Volker. So we're going to get more of this stuff, right? We're, we're, we're going to see all this stuff. Now, in the end, I said this on the television show, I'm going to say this. We have the United States has a treaty with Ukraine to root out corruption. It was signed in 2000 by the Senate and one William Jefferson Clinton. So we literally have a document with Ukraine that says, you know what, you're going to help us find corruption where it may exist. And we're going to help you find corruption where it may exist here, right? So in all of this stuff, as we look at this, it can't be I, – I, I talked about a story today <clears> – sorry. I talked about a story today on, this, on the television show. You can't have a quid pro quo, for those of you in Flint, Indiana, a favor for a favor, if there's a document stating you must do it, Right? You've got the Ukrainian president saying there was no pressure. You've got the Ukrainian president saying there was nothing withheld uh, for any kind of monetary, monetary, anything else. You've got a treaty. This is all Kubak. It's all, it's all theater. All theater. Crazy. It is absolutely ridiculously crazy what we are literally seeing today in our media, in the left, from the other party. You, you can't make this stuff up. And now the whistleblower, I, I mean, I want to ask you the question. Why shouldn't we know who the whistleblower is? Shouldn't the president have due process? Shouldn't the president be able to confront his accuser and shouldn't the president be able to debate the facts, debate the evidence, to cross-examine? I mean, what we're watching here is a one-sided impeachment farce. The left is trying to paint a narrative in the mainstream media because they know they can't beat him. They can't beat Trump. The left can't beat Trump. I was on Twitter. I mean, this is, I, I was talking about it today on the, uh, on the television show, Brad Parscale. If you're not following Brad Parscale, you should be. He's Trump's data guy. And so Friday, the 1st of November, Trump had a rally in Tupelo, Mississippi. Listen to these numbers. 
16,432 voters were identified, right? 24% of those voted once or, or none in the last four elections. So in the last 12 years, a fourth of those people have not voted or only voted once. That's insane. 27% of the people that showed up to that rally in Tupelo, Democrat, one-fourth. Over 4,000 of those people were Democrats. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Republican. Well, I'm actually conservative. I wouldn't show up to a campaign rally for Joe Biden. I wouldn't show up for a campaign rally for Elizabeth Warren. Why would you show? I want you to think about this for one second here, just quickly. 27% of Democrats showed up to do what? To back their president. They're tired of the left. They're tired of the shenanigans. They're tired of the goofiness that's currently going on in their party. And they're leaving. It's the walkaways. You know how many people I've talked to? I've talked to probably three or four people in Indiana. I didn't even know. They were listening, they were listening to our conversations because I had a lot. Of, I, I, I said on the either this show or on the TV. I can't remember. I think it was this show. All my friends, they're all asking me questions. They know what I do. Hey, what's going on here? Is Hillary going to run? What's going on here? I had people over, you know, overhearing my conversations. And I'm telling you, I probably ran into half a dozen people who said they've walked away from the Democrat Party. That they're going to vote Trump in 2020. The biggest statistic that came out of Tupelo from this Brad Parscale tweet that I couldn't believe, 20% of that crowd was black. Normally, I want you, th this is huge, and I don't want you to just gloss over this. Because normally, the African American community, the African American family, normally about 90 to 95% of the black community votes Democrat almost every election. I mean, if, if I think Trump got 8 or 10% tops of the black community. I could be wrong on that, but it, it's normally in that area. Normally, the Democrat Party gets, let's just say, let's just say 90%. If you take 10% off of that, that's huge. But I've got people up on Capitol Hill telling me that they've seen numbers of the black community at 35% backing Trump. If there are, I'm going to tell you right now. If 35% of the African-American community votes for Donald Trump, this thing's over. This thing is over. That's unheard of. Unheard of. It's crazy that you would have, I mean, this is, you, you cannot put this into perspective of how crazy it is, how damning the information would be to the left and they're freaking out. So what is the left doing? Full steam ahead with the impeachment ridiculousness. That's all this is. That's all this is.
They they don't have a chance. And what is what is all these media places doing? Well, Hillary Clinton leads President Trump by in a in a hypothetical in a the, theoretical blah blah blah. They're all scared to death. <coughs> I got a little tickle in the back of my throat here. They're all scared to death. The left is scared to death, and they have no one that can beat Trump. <coughs> Jeez, might have caught a tickle. Tickle of cough in Indiana. They're all scared to death of him. They know they can't beat him. You're seeing the New York Slimes polls out that are showing Trump pretty much in dead heats, which we all know are just farcical at best. I mean, at best, they're a farce. And we are watching this stuff start to percolate under the surface. And I'm, I'm telling you right now. When Trump gets out there and starts campaigning full bore, because that's what's going to have to happen. I talked about this, and I'm going to end the program with this. Um, Twitter has come out and said that uh, there's going to be no political advertising on their on their platform, which we know. So we know that's a lie. They're going to just take algorithms, and what they're going to do is they're going to prop up the left, and they're going to censor the right. And they're going to retweet. And they're going to get all their bots out. And they're going to make it so that it looks like, you know, the left's um, story gets out more than the right. It isn't going to be, it isn't going to be political advertising, but they're going to prop up the left. It is is what's going to happen. So Trump is going to have to outwork these liberals. He's going to have to. He's going to have to take his story to you. He's going to have to connect with you on a personal level that is never, I'm going to tell you, this might be great. I mean, this might be the greatest thing that ever happened to get people out from behind social media and actually get them involved with politics on a very personal level. That's what needs to happen. I mean, that, that, that's what we need to have happen. I mean, we need to get back to the point where you start talking about politics and religion around your dinner table, on your dinner table, around your dinner table and on your front porch with your neighbors. That's where we're at right now. I mean, that's what we need. And, and look, the tribalism out there is crazy. I mean, we are so tribalistic right now. We are so entrenched in our own political leanings that we don't listen to anything. I'm telling you what you're going to see come 2020. You're going to see a revival. You're going to see a revolution. You're going to see people stand up all over this great country and say, you know what? I'm done being lied to. I like my neighbor. I don't care if they're left or right. I love this country. I love the fact that I'm making money. I love the fact that jobs are plentiful. And I'm going to go sing those praises to everybody who will listen. And it's coming, my friends. It is coming. All right. We're done for the day. Do me a great big favor. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25. You'll get 25% off. I know it's not flip-flop weather. I mean, we're at that point where it's cold in Indiana. It's getting cooler in Texas. But they have a lot more than flip-flops. Head over to combatflipflops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. You'll get 25% off anything on their on their side. Of course, there's T-shirts, there's flip-flops, there's shemogs, there's jewelry, there's everything else. Go do it now. I love those guys over at combatflipflops.com. Use LOCK25. That's it for today, guys. Do me a great big favor. Head over to at RealMattLock on Twitter. Instagram, Parlor, and follow me. The Cartel Matt on Facebook. I've got some stuff going on over there. Make sure you get over there and find me. And, of course, lock and load with America's Voice News. Download the iOS or the Android app for your phone. Get on your computer. Get on Amazon Fire Stick. Get on Roku. Get on 
Apple TV, YouTube, wherever you can find it. Um, yeah. I got the October winter coming up. Newsletter's coming out. I'm in Monroe, Louisiana, Wednesday, covering the Trump rally. There'll be a live show tomorrow for the Matlock Show. Pre-record Wednesday, back to live on Thursday. And beer for brunch on Friday with sexy Jesus Steve Powell. Party foul, Steve. All right, guys. For today, the Matlock Show is out. Hey there, podcast fans. Are you looking for a new true crime podcast? Check out Gangster House, the new podcast from Imperative Entertainment. Gangster House has everything. Hospital hitmen, FBI informants, a prison escape, a van explosion, and so much more. I'm Jason Hoke, creator of Gangster House and producer of podcast mega hits, Atlanta Monster, Broken Hearts, and Monster, the Zodiac Killer. Listen to Gangster House right now on your favorite podcast player. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.